So we hear of these fantastic transformation stories from simply bending and twisting. We are here to talk about how yoga is about a lot more than that. This is a feature podcast by Yoga Vigyan. It features lives of hatha yoga practitioners and their journey towards growth and well-being. Hi. We welcome you back to our podcast. Today we have Rekha Krishnamurthy, a certified hatha yoga teacher who runs Satya Yoga and Wellness in Sri Lanka. Her sheer warmth and presence can melt a person's heart. She is one of the most kind, considerate and warm-hearted people that I know. So it's no surprise that she moved to her heart's true calling and started her wellness practice in Sri Lanka. Now, we work with a lot of participants with stress, anxiety, panic attacks, depression and mental health concerns. it's a burning issue today and i want to bring forth stories of transformation of those who've overcome it the tools one can use to tackle this beast and how we can actively participate in bringing about this change in the world today so we'll be talking to rekha on this as it's a subject that she is passionate about and is conducting several programs around this in collaboration with medical experts so a little about rekha I met her during our teachers training back in 2015 and uh, today she's a very dear friend and my travel buddy. We keep making plans to travel the world and take these life transforming practices of yoga to places. So today it's an absolute joy to host her on our podcast. Uh let's hear it from Rekha. Can you tell us a little about yourself and a little about Sri Lanka? I know it's a gorgeous place. I've had the privilege of being hosted there by you. Um but we'd love to hear it from you please. Over to you. Thank you for having me Rohi. It's such a pleasure. Um so as we said I um met Rohi in 2015 when we did our teachers training together. um and since then after the teachers training completion i've been uh, conducting classes workshops and um as well as uh, i've had the opportunity to conduct retreats uh, here in sri lanka uh for those of you that haven't visited you have to come visit um it's one of the most beautiful places i've uh, had the uh privilege of living in it's a beautiful island with a lot of uh great landscapes and nature so it's a great place to conduct a wellness programs and in that gorgeous haven you conduct sessions for corporates and um, uh, retreats for uh, for the folks of sri lanka um be it for fitness be it for overall health and well-being and today we'll be discussing about yoga and mental health so as rex works very closely with professionals um, on mental health let's hear it from her so what brought you to focus on this particular subject and how did you get into yoga what made you pursue this if you'd like to share a little about this that goes a long long way back <laughs> but i won't uh, i won't bore you with um, going back that far into my history um i'll just go a little further back into my career in consulting so 
I was uh, working uh, as a management consultant for 10 years. And um, I loved the company. I enjoyed the work. I found it very challenging and stimulating. But as many of you know, in the corporate world, um, hours can get intense, deadlines can get intense. Um, so I started to experience uh, a lot of stress and burnout in 2012. Um, I took a leave of absence. I asked my company for leave of absence. Because uh, I just, uh, you know, I just couldn't handle uh, the amount of work pressure and the lack of um, personal life and just really looking after myself. Um, and when I took that leave of absence in 2012, um, I knew that uh, there has to be more in taking care of myself. Um, and in 2013, as life has it, I went through a really difficult period of my life, um, which started to really take a toll on my mental and both my mental and my physical health. Um, you know, I've always been fairly, uh, you know, uh, not really too worried about situations in life as such. I've always taken it with a certain amount of strife. Uh, but in 2013, I realized uh, that my body and uh, my mental health were starting to get impacted extent where little things would set off panic attacks, I would have digestive issues, skin issues, um, and it just started to overwhelm me. Um, and I would, I would go for yoga classes, meditation classes. I heard that at that time, I heard that these could be when someone is experiencing a lot of anxiety. Um, so I did. And during the sessions, it, I felt very relaxed, I felt very calm. But one thing I noticed that when I went to work the next day or later on towards the week, again, I'd fall back to that place of stress, of being frazzled, uh, being overwhelmed, not being able to handle life. And I thought, okay, well, I can't keep going like this. Um, and there has to be something else. So then I went and tried um, therapy. A lot of people said, therapy it might help it um, and in the US uh, typically when you go for counseling or therapy uh, it's very common that they will prescribe you medication now my personality is such I, I, I know when I was prescribed these anti depressants I was uh, I took it I kept it in my wallet but I never in the sense I kept it in my wallet I never actually took it. Um, not because um, I didn't believe in their power or it's something that I it didn't resonate with me, and I felt there's something there has to be something else I can do to help myself without taking medication. Um, and that's what got me into exploring a yoga program in India in 2015. Um, and when I went for that teacher training program, I went with the intention of healing myself getting myself to a better place um, and feeling better. I didn't go there with the intent of becoming a yoga teacher. Uh, that was never something I uh, ever foresaw for myself. Uh, but during the course of the training, uh, I think Ruhi, were, we were very closely involved in the training program. Uh, I, the way the things I experienced, the way my life changed, the way the ability for me to just 
be faced with things like I thought I was, you know, I needed a little bit more um, inner resilience to be able to handle these things started happening effortlessly. Um, the issues that I had with sleep, with my digestion, anxiety, all of that disappeared within first few weeks of the training. And it was towards, I think, two or three months into the training that I realized what I'm learning here is so powerful. Um, and this is not something that I just want to finish the program and let it be. This is something I want to share with the rest of the world because it has the power to transform not just your physical health, but your mental health in such a fundamental way. Um, and that's what got me into this. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. It means a lot that you've chosen to share your journey with us. Since I've seen you through the last leg, being a part of the same training, seeing you take a chance with Isha Yoga and investing yourself in inner growth, I know this about you. And I must, must say that your journey is truly inspiring, Jakes. Now, now this, is, this is something, in fact, many of us can relate to. And especially um, given the global pandemic these days, given the, the present situation, um, dealing with an uncertainty is pushing people over the edge. Issues like stress, anxiety, depression are on a rise. Uh, there are several reasons for this. When your thoughts and emotions start working against you, it can be very debilitating and Recently, I was in a conversation with a medical expert in this field, and they shared how there um, is only a small percentage of people who are pathologically unwell. However, majority can take corrective action. Now, the way we see it in yoga, our thoughts and emotions are gathered from around us. It's a product of our environment. If that is determining what is within us, then, then that's exactly where the challenge lies. Um, I've seen this with a lot of my participants who speak about how heavy the emotions get and how difficult it gets to process them because they become too identified with it. It's, it almost becomes them. The thought becomes you. So Sadhguru speaks about how just like this body that one's gathered from the earth, the thought is also gathered. So in creating a certain distance between your thought and Emotion goes a long way. I've experienced it for myself. If I was left by myself to my own thoughts, then I'd probably drive myself nuts. Uh, during my yoga course, in fact, uh, the practices we learned brought me to a certain space where there was a distance between what I call my body and also with the mind. And I could experience life as is not just through the filter of emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I noticed that too myself. And I think that was, for me, that was something that I never thought um, possible for myself. You know, something I had gathered, all of us have gathered so much in our life experience that we've become so strongly identified with it. For me, it was always for the longest time, you know, uh, I'm not good enough for this or I can't potentially uh, speak in front of a large group of people. Um, I'm not good enough to speak in front of a large uh, group of people. I lacked that confidence for the longest time. And what I noticed during this teaching is um, these things just fell off. 
wasn't even something that I worked towards. To it wasn't even something I had in my mind. Like I want to be able to talk to a large group of people. It's just something that just fell away slowly. Not that you know now you put me in front of a group of thousand people that I'm not going to feel a little bit of no. There is, but it's there's a lot more ease. Um, there's a lot more disassociation with that nervous energy in the body. and things just seem to flow a lot better so those are definitely this whole the way that training just transformed us and provided a little space between like you were saying between your emotions and your thoughts and you it made life so much more effortless for me so much more um simpler for me another example for me that was very powerful that i noticed not when it happened but in hindsight um and really because you know me personally you you know this um growing up uh you know i was very sensitive to uh and uh, you know how they felt how they were how they were with me and what i noticed at the you know in uh, my childhood and going into my young adulthood life is you know someone said something or there was an incident it would stick to me and it would i would get entangled with it i would lose sleep it would affect my mental health what i notice now and i don't know uh, this is something not just ourselves but i know a lot of people share this with me is it doesn't stick to me you know there will be an instance situation that situation will happen but i feel almost little disconnected from that situation and it will pass in a few hours and within 24 hours it's it's not it's no longer a part of my thought process um and i think that's so powerful and it bounces back so yes quickly. absolutely yes and it's amazing when i hear participants sharing this with me as well um you know participants have told me they're going they're struggling with family members who are um, either experiencing a chronic ailment um uh, family members that are giving them a hard time and before these practices and after these practices they feel they just feel a lot more calmer within themselves um they feel like they're able to cope with the challenges within their family and workplace um and to me that is so rewarding to be able to offer tools that can be you know can be practically applied to your life but also can change a human being so that they can go through life with that much more ease um and that's why i continue knowing how simple practices can change the experience of one's life is all i want to hear about how it changes the way they think feel and perceive life if that happens to someone i know how grateful i am to be able to live life um, uh, but but not just to process it through the lens of my mind today i'm at a place where i can comfortably sit by myself for days not driving myself to misery how eating breathing walking sitting just about everything is joyful i felt the world has come alive for me this um life is overwhelming for me on some days and i learned how how many limitations we put upon ourselves um and this whole process has helped me see that once this distance comes it's a little easier because now you know this is not you but that it's rather yours something you've accumulated from around you so you mentioned this early on how there are treatments for mental health uh, there is therapy and also medications uh, that are prescribed 
depending on the diagnosis, like antidepressants. Now, I'm not an expert on this, but I understand Western medicine is largely um, targeted towards uh, symptomatic treatment and can be a banded solution in many cases. Um, but in some cases, it can provide a chemical balance also, although, albeit for a certain period. But at the same time, it creates a certain interdependency that one has to keep going back to it, uh, which, which will also have a certain impact on the system. Now, through yogic practices, we are trying to create this chemical balance from within. Can you share your thoughts on this? Um, and for me, this is more experiential rather than coming from a place of a, a clinical place. I, like I said earlier, I was uh, in 2013, I faced a lot of pressure both um, uh, from work, the kind of stress that I was handling uh, on my corporate job, but also uh, personally what I was having to handle um, and emotionally as well, what I was having to cope in my life um, and I tried a lot of the allopathic uh, therapeutic treatments uh, tre treatments in the sense when I say allopathic I'm putting uh, like, like going to see a psychologist that together uh, and I did try that I uh, never took the medication as I said but I've had friends uh, who have been on a uh, a certain kind of antidepressants for a long time. And one of, for me, one of the things that I noticed uh, is still often, even when I was in that stressful environment, I would go for maybe a session, whether it's a clinical session or whether it was going for a run, people recommend that as a stress relief, whether it was going for dancing, again, that's a beautiful stress relief. But all these were very temporary, you know? Uh, once again, when I went back into my office, or once I, uh, you know, once I was on a project, once again, I was again identified with my thoughts. So, if a project or a client was demanding, you know, I would feel it in my energies. I would feel it in my emotions. So it was never something that was sustainable um, in my own experience. Not again, not talking from a clinical standpoint. So how yoga changed this for me is what I notice now is no matter what's happening on the outside situation, my energies, my inner system is being able to handle it with much more ease. And people may ask, and I, I do these intro sessions here uh, because people always wonder, well, how does twisting and bending your body, how can that affect your mental health? Where is the connection? Um, but the connection is, um, and Satmi talks about this, there's a very powerful connection between your breath and your mental strength. You know? And so there are certain practices that we teach as well. It's all about balancing our inner energies. Um, so yoga is a very powerful tool in which to use um, because you're no longer just working at, working on your mind from a clinical, you're going deeper into your overall energy system bringing a balance more fundamentally within your energies, um, which for me, I found very sustainable. And this is why, uh, why I went into teaching, because like you said early on, mental health is one of the biggest pandemics we're facing. And this was what helped me cope with my, I was, I was having acute levels of anxiety where I 
watch something and my emotions will be triggered and it would trigger a panic attack. And this changed this one. I've not experienced one since then. And I don't, people ask me, do you get stressed? And I don't. I, I always try and take a step back and observe this. And I notice that, yes, I might feel uh, like something may upset me or something may feel a little scary, but I don't notice myself getting stressed about it. Because deep down, I know this, my body and energies feel this will pass. And it's not, again, it's not something that I'm consciously working on. It's, it's what happens, as I'm sure you've experienced. And you feel that maybe the lifestyle, what you've cultivated, how you've become over a period of time, you've obviously cultivated, you know, this, this way of life for yourself, this way of being for yourself. Do you think that plays a very significant role? Yes, absolutely. Um, but again, the, the cultivation of my current lifestyle, I was somebody that most of my friends prior to 2015 know this. I was not somebody that would be up before uh, 30 in general unless I had to take a flight or, you know, um, <laughs> I loved, uh, you know, I loved uh, uh, eating meat, drinking, indulging. Uh, I was very compulsive with my lifestyle. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, um, you know. Uh, what, but what I found was once I started getting into these practices, everything about what I did, uh, my thoughts, my action, what I put into my body, everything became so much more conscious. And I would notice that my body... I, I still notice, for instance, that my body today may not feel like eating something in particular, uh, but tomorrow it may feel like it needs this. And I was never so connected to my body six years ago. But it, it's that um, my body has become that sensitive to my external and my internal environment. And this kind of awareness I never used to have. This kind of awareness I'm so, it's and it's something I'm just so, absolutely grateful for uh, because otherwise I would have gone through each day you know, adding on things to me having things stick to me uh, and never just um, and it just became a lot more all of this baggage that became so heavy and something not just heavy but something I came, became identified with um, and thankfully at some point my body was like it's not something um, and I know that one of the, for me, what's been really wonderful is when I hear participants share their experience um, after every workshop, after every class I teach. Um, I just always want to hear their feedback after they've been pra practicing regularly. And one of the most beautiful things to hear is how it's transformed their, their, their lives. And it's something that they start looking forward to doing. The reason being, it brings us um, an inner resilience to them. And they say with these practices, they feel not just energized, not just much more stronger physically, much more calmer and focused within. Um, and really, if you want to lead a joyful, peaceful life, isn't that what you want? I love that you said that. It's like allowing an inner intelligence to flower if given a chance. And... Um, and that it's getting to truly bloom. I would like to share a participant's experience. Um, so there's this participant who traveled down to India from Europe for a 21-day class with me. At the time, she was going through an emotional, um, she's going through emotional turmoil because of a relationship gone sour that, that only left her an immense pain. 
Now, she came from a family that also saw yoga as a religion, but um, despite all that, she came for it. So this is a person who clearly wanted to take charge of her inner situation. Uh, you know, sometimes emotional baggage can take you to a place that it's playing on your mind all the time. And to live with that kind of mental baggage can become traumatic to the point that it starts showing physically. Not being able to get up from the bed in the morning or mingle with people or lose interest in, in life in general. And all of it can be very overwhelming and not in a, in a particularly um, um, upsetting way. Now, this is her sharing of the program where, where we went through all the Hatha Yoga practices in a course of a few days and would end it with a meditation. We learned yoga, asana, zangam, arjana, surya kriya in that entire period. And I remember when she left, she was so moved by the practices because it, it helped her cope with the situation. Not only cope, but it elevated her out of that, out of that place that she was in. And uh, when she left, she shared how in yoga asanas, she said that breath alone took her to states of ecstasy and that she felt high and that while, it, while none of it made sense to her, um, to, to a point that she was bewildered. And I felt truly satisfied knowing that she immersed herself in these practices so beautifully that it elevated her from her present state. You know, hearing this from a participant was such a thrill because I know if it worked f for me, it'll work for you, it'll work for everyone. Just seeing those tears of gratitude towards the end brings me to my knees. I don't know of anything more beautiful that can transform a person's life from within. Um, something that, can, that you can take control of from within. So I have participants sometimes asking me how they can control their thoughts. And, and it's such a tough question to answer because you aren't controlling your heart, are you? Then why would you want to control your thoughts? Let it happen. Just knowing that it's not you and not getting identified with it is the key. Now, what are the tools that you can make use to make this happen? That's what you need to work towards. Can you share the tools that you've used? It's beautiful after the workshop to hear them say, not only have they been, are they more flexible there now than they ever were in their 20s, uh, but just the amount of stillness it brings to them at the beginning of the day. A lot of these older people tend to be you know, managing families, managing companies. So the stillness and the clarity of thought that it provides them um, has been one of the practices uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of feedback on. Um, uh, Nadi Shuddhi is another practice uh, that I teach a lot. Um, and this is a practice that uh, for me, it's if anyone comes to me and say, okay, teach me something that I can incorporate now, today, uh, and I can start doing daily. It's a very powerful practice, like I was saying earlier. Um, Satpur talks about this, where there's a strong connection between your breath and your mental structure. Um, and Nadi Shruti is all about cleansing your energy channels, so channels through which your life force energy flows. And um, when you do Nadi Shruti regularly, there is an um, impact that it has on your thought process, on your activities. And even just the way uh, you start to have an impact on others and everything around you. So that's a very powerful tool that I often um, and there are a lot of others as well, Ruthie, which I'm sure you're teaching as well. 
<laughs> yes, no, so in fact, uh, like you mentioned, Nadi Shudhi, I wanted to highlight this is available for anybody who wants to start off. It's available on the Sadhguru app. It's available on YouTube. Um, uh, the breathing practice is something you can start immediately. Um, and it doesn't take, it takes less than 10 minutes for you to even learn it because uh, the comprehensive videos are available online at no cost. Uh, in fact, I was also going to recommend Isha Kriya. I've seen that video. It's a very powerful practice that has that has helped many people, especially now when everyone's in their homes and uh, it's difficult to uh, social distancing. You can't really meet and go for classes. In this scenario, uh, you can either sign up for... Well, of course, some yes, teachers are conducting online classes today, so sign up for that. Or, or, or of course, there's, uh, they can uh, go online and the diet so Isha and Nadi should be something they can take up immediately apart from the other yoga practices that I did um, and yes like you mentioned Surya Kriya Yoga Asanas the whole gamut of Hatha Yoga practices are, are, are a treasure <laughs> uh, for someone who's looking for a solution people are a little nervous because unfortunately social media has um created this impression that you have to be, um, you know, relatively a certain caliber physically to practice yoga. Um, and what I wanted to add was I was probably the most uh, inflexible, stressed out uh, <laughs> when I first started. I know you can vouch for that. <laughs> I could do it. To my ankles when I would bend so forward. So I could get past my knees when I went forward. So that's how inflexible I was. Uh, and uh, I couldn't even do the sideways, uh, you know, sideways splits or anything. Um, and I just want to emphasize that yoga is not about um, getting your body into a certain shape or twist. Um, that's one of the limbs, asana is one of the limbs. Uh, but really it's a way of being. And even a practice like Upa Yoga, which is also uh, readily available, um, can be very powerful as a starting point. And I know uh, when a lot of people approach me and they're hesitant about asanas or bending, you know, just uh, that's something um, I definitely recommend and that I do teach um, as well. Uh, and it's focused on uh, energizing and activating your system in a certain way. So... Are, there, are you planning any classes? Any um, so that's a very good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've had a little bit of just personal, um, how do I say, resistance to online. But um, having witnessed so many teachers conduct these online sessions, I've been feeling actually very inspired uh, to conduct them. Here, personally, I've started... Uh, back to my regular in-person classes with a lot of social distance and small groups uh, of five and under. Um, but I am definitely considering doing online sessions focused more so on what we would, some of the tools we were talking about in terms of, uh, you know, pranayama, so breathing practices, as well as um, uh, food and immunity building practices, you know, so how food can help your, not just uh, your physical health, but your mental health as a strong correlation. Well, um, and just some immunity building practices that uh, can help enhance lung capacity. So those are some of the practices I'm considering. Uh, but uh, practices like Surya Kriya and Asana as I will ask. 
We look forward to hearing you announce your classes. And I'm glad we spoke on the subject of mental health today. We look forward to hearing a lot more on the subject from you. Mental health is something that I'm uh, very passionate about, um, both in terms of not just through Satya Yoga and Wellness, but I'm also part of a voluntary organization in Sri Lanka called Kalyana, where our efforts are focused on uh, spreading awareness about mental health as an issue uh, and about reducing the stigma around it, about sharing the tools that you can use that are not just allopathic. We'd love to hear about that too. Uh, maybe we can have you back here again and we can discuss all of these things more at length. There are so many other aspects to this that we can uh, talk about. Uh, but thank you once again uh, for sharing this and coming on our podcast today, Rekha. It was a very insightful conversation. Thank you. For those of you who have any questions for Rekha, you can look up Moments of Satya on Instagram. Uh, she is available at Satya Yoga and Wellness in Sri Lanka. Uh, we'll be linking her page on Instagram also, so you can reach out to her over there. Or you can feel free to write in to us and we will uh, connect you with the relevant answers to your queries. Thank you so much once again and we'll see you um, next time uh, with a new guest. See you then. YogiPod is a feature podcast by Yoga Began. It's a platform to share yoga tools, practices, and uh, methods that anyone can make use of for their growth and well-being. And um, you can hear us on Anchor, on Google Podcast, or whichever podcast it is that you are using. And um, yeah, you can tune in once again. We'll be meeting with you uh, next week, same time. See you then.